0: Hi, this is Coach Brian Williams from Made to Change the World. So excited to be with you here today. We have a podcast and a very, very special guest who you may not know, but I know really well. It is my mentor who's going to be with us. So you get to hear from my mentor, Dennis, and uh, one of my very close friends and co-workers in Christ, uh, Camille. Camille, you want to say hi?
1: Hello, hello, everyone.
0: Awesome. So we're going to be here. We're going to spend a little bit of time with Dennis today. You get to learn a ton from him, as I've learned over the many years. Dennis, do you want to say hi and uh, introduce yourself?
2: Hi, I'm Dennis I'm Bingham. And as Brian said, uh, we've been friends for, oh goodness, it makes me feel like I'm with Louisville. Um <laughs> Very good friends and he's been a blessing to me. And
0: um, I'm happy to be here with he and Camille today. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we can't wait. So um, you're in for a real treat and also some resources that you can use from Dennis. But, um, you know, we talk about changing the world because I really believe that God made each of us to change the world. And Dennis has. Dennis has in many ways. He's changed my world and he's um, been a big influence to me even since my early 20s. I remember I was had just moved to Florida, so I grew up in Ohio. I finally um, moved down to Florida where it was nice and sunny instead of cloudy all the time. And uh, I didn't know a lot of people, and I was starting to go through some struggles, and I didn't have anybody really clearly to lead me in God's way. And at the church I was going to, Dennis and I connected, and he said, do you want to start meeting for breakfast? And so we'd start meeting for breakfast continually and just talking about life. And Dennis would not only share with me things he's been through, but biblical ideas that would come to his mind of, of what to share to help me through my struggles and the truth of God to help ground me in it. And it was a really tough time in my life that literally God put the man in my life that I needed to help me move forward and faith and in trust and in truth. Uh, Dennis, do you remember much about those days?
2: I do. Good breakfast. I <laughs> know a lot about Brian, and um, there was a bond that that God made. Uh, Brian's too old to be one of my boys because um, he's more like a kid brother, and um, he's important to me. He's important to my wife Sue. Um, his wife Claudia and their little girl are very important to us, and we're just thankful that God has given us those kind of gifts.
0: So we still get together. We still do breakfast uh, from time to time. I had migrated off to the West Coast, California, so we didn't see each other for a while. We talked by phone, but we are back together in person, which is a really cool thing, and I'm very excited. Um, so Camille, you're in for a treat today as we get to talk through this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always think that mentors are such a vital part of any person's life, whether they're business mentors, spiritual, health, um, just being able to walk alongside someone who's been there, done that, um, I want to say that I grew up around my mentor. So I was raised by my grandmother for the first 10 years of my life. My mom was a single mom, always working two jobs. And so I'm this little girl with a 60 year old woman as my mentor, right? Just pouring her wisdom into me. And as a young person, obviously you don't realize it. But as I got older, I had insights and wisdom that there's no way a 10 year old kid would have that. But I felt like I got to move through life much Uh, faster if you will as far as wisdom was concerned because i had this mentor right we call it standing on the shoulders of giants and so i'm really blessed that you brought dennis onto the show today your personal giant that you got to sit on his shoulders in a way and he can help you walk through your faith and i'm so curious to hear the story a little bit more because you know no coincidence right that the time you're struggling the most in your 20s brian your faith and your life maybe your identity as a young man this older man Dennis comes along and is like, Hey, we should have breakfast. Um, so I'm personally curious a little bit more about that story. Like what inspired you? If you can remember Dennis to just reach out um, to Brian and take time, right? I think one of the most precious things you have is time. You're a busy man. You've got a family, you've got your pastor. Um, do you remember why you reached out to Brian to ask him to breakfast?
2: well let me just say something that you respond to something you said because it really um, stirred me um you said your grandmother was your mentor mm-hmm. back in those days i didn't consider myself a mentor to brian i was just his friend huh. we, were, we were just friends but in the process I, I didn't even realize that i was mentoring him um and uh, we just for some reason we would talk in the church And I I guess I just said, why don't we just go to breakfast sometime? Well, that turned into a routine that I didn't know was going to happen. But it all comes from from listening to that small voice of the Holy Spirit saying something to you. And it's some little thing like, hey, just ask this kid to go to breakfast. He was was like a kid to me, Um, just one of the young men in the church, and uh, that we had become friendly with each other. Um, and uh, again, it's all along the way it's just listening to the small voice of the Holy Spirit, guiding you and directing you and and responding to what he's saying to you. And sometimes you don't even realize what's happening until it's happened. And that's what happened to me with a number of what I now call my boys. Um, and we'll get into that in a moment. But uh, brian and i just clicked um, and i believe that's because uh, holy spirit said click and we did we both listened Mm.
0: that and dennis thought this guy really needs help the guy i feel bad for (laughs) somebody's got to help him let me try
2: (laughs) well i related because i grew up ungodly thin is what i call it and (laughs) brian's always been a thin boy whereas (laughs)
0: stayed thin i got fat and (laughs) um Not true. You are not fat, but uh, (laughs) yes, we were both pretty darn thin when we graduated high school. Um, So this is, I just, you know, I needed to ask Dennis to come here because it helped change my world. And um, he walks very close with God and it's hard. And, And quite honestly, mentoring is not common these days. People are just busy and they don't even think to find somebody to help them or to help somebody else. And so i I think what's really important with a mentor first of all is they walk close with god so can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with god and why it's important to you dennis
2: yes um the bible tells us very clearly that god wants relationship with us that's why he
0: created us
2: he wants to have relationship with us and who doesn't want to be needed or wanted Uh, who doesn't want to be included in things that's what god does he includes us in his ongoing existence um now think about this god wants me god wants brian god wants camille Hmm. pretty profound he wants us we need to respond to that and and we do that's what causes relationship with god now some people want to put god up on this huge high pedestal and of course he does belong there but they make him unreachable, whereas he wants to just embrace us with his arms. That's how close he wants to be to us. We need to respond to that. Some people are afraid to do that because they think they're not worthy, but that's mm. not thats not what
0: God thinks. Talk about that, Dennis, about feeling unworthy versus what, what God thinks. Well,
2: that's a problem feeling unworthy because it's a, it's a ploy of the enemy and he's really good at it. Um, I grew up thinking that I was nothing. Hmm. I grew up a street kid in Detroit, Michigan. Um, people are, are that know me now and have known me just the last number of years are just stunned and, and can't believe that I was a kid that grew up on the streets and on the wrong side of the tracks, literally. <laughs> on, the tracks because we lived in a bad bad neighborhood and um, because I was just one of five kids in our family um, all scraping to get by and um, uh, just had all the issues that a kid can have very typical you know I was like I said I was so skinny six foot two and weighed hundred and thirty some pounds it was so thin wore glasses we were we were I say poor, but nowadays I wouldn't say that, but I had to wear glasses that were taped up, up in the corner because we couldn't afford to buy new ones. And it was the, those kind of things that made me feel a, a, a real lacking of self-worth. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not just special for me, that's the way a lot of kids are, um, based on their own circumstances, and the enemy uses that against us and plays with our mind and says, who do you think you are? You're a nobody. You're not gonna to amount to anything. Look where you live. Look how you have to live. And and with kids, it, I mean, kids or adults, but especially with kids, you know, they don't know any better um, unless they somehow get, get linked in with God in a very personal way and act like they want to know what he thinks and what he has to say. And, and fortunately for me, um, I, I grew up in, in a home where my mother was very um, in tune with the Lord. My dad was not at all, but my mother was, and she made sure that her kids were. Mm. And and I'm so thankful for that. Um, but the enemy plays that, that you're a nobody game and he does it very well. We've got to stop listening.
0: Yeah. And God says, you're everything to me.
2: Yes. And I want relationship with you. That's mm-hmm. what he said. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and that's and interesting you because... You are. God, God doesn't want
2: anything to do with you. Well, yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And you need to tell him that.
1: Hmm. I was thinking as you were talking, Dennis, about how, you know, for me growing up, I think I didn't start to feel worthy until I really started to read the Word of God myself and develop that relationship there. Because for a long time, I just kind of grew up in the church telling me, um, you know, how I'm supposed to be in relationship with God, more through religion and practices and rituals versus actually reading the Word. And while that can set a good foundation, when you're young, you know, you're beating your chest saying, you know, I'm not worthy to receive you, I'm not worthy to receive you. And that's one of the things you recite over and over. And if you don't understand that that's a place of humility, rather than thinking less of yourself, because that's where I got confused. I was like, oh, well, then I'm not worthy because I literally would just say those words over and over. And so I was like, oh, well, then I'll never be worthy for Christ. And thinking that that was a point of value, like, oh, I'm you know virtuous because I make myself small. And then that's where the enemy, I think, starts to twist it because he takes something that you know god did say live in humility but i realized much later on after reading the word humility was not thinking less of who god made me to be but rather thinking of myself less so that i could think more of god very different i wasn't supposed to make myself this horrible small person because i was made in the imago dei image of god like i didn't know that i was like oh i get it now and i didn't realize saying i'm not worthy wasn't about you suck, you're a bad person, God designed you horribly. It was just, let's not keep thinking about Camille. Let's think about what is God's desire in my life and how can I show up for my brothers and sisters? And that religion is really, as Jesus said in the scripture, about going out there, helping the widow, the poor, the orphaned, the foreigner, that's religion. Like if you really want to go and practice religion, then go help the people who need to be helped, which requires humility. But realizing who I'm made in Christ, that I have the ability to help these people. That yeah, I carry the Holy Spirit within me so I can bring this goodness and this love to other people. Where I think it's some people don't realize like how powerful they are on the inside, like Christ's love lives within you. If you would allow yourself to receive it. Um, And that was only through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And so it took me a long time. I mean, I'm not that old. I may look very young, but I'm an 80 year old woman on the inside. Um, (laughs) But to the point, worthiness is a difficult thing. And I'm glad that you expanded on it, Dennis, because I think it's hard, right, Brian, for a lot of people to feel like they're worthy of God's love because they messed up so many times or they didn't grow up in an environment where they had a good relationship with God. God was this judger, this horrible person. He's mean. Um, He's just going to punish me so no one even wants to have relationship with him
2: right and, and it's and humility um it's not let's let's beat down dennis or brian or camille it's it's lifting god up and allowing him,
0: mm. allowing
2: him to have control in our lives and
0: utilize us
2: for his honor and glory not mine mm. i love
0: that amen well it's interesting too you talk about you know all how we can feel so less and so dennis wrote his book really great book all the kings of boys and it talks about 12 different guys actually a couple more because i'm one of the one of the one of the first before the even 12 in there that he yeah, helped you were, find Oh, well, go you ahead, were, dennis
2: you were too old to be a son you're just
0: son. <laughs> <laughs> <That's very> true true <laughs> True. Uh, so these are all of Dennis's boys, his sons, but um, came from so many different backgrounds and situations, some in really tough spots, and and having probably no confidence and having a godly person in your life to say, here's what really confidence is. Here's who God is. And here's what that means for the rest of your life. And so can you tell us a little bit about the book, Dennis?
2: Well, uh, I wrote the book I was actually inspired to write the book from your book, um, It To Change The World. Um, Brian had sent me um, his first few chapters to read and tell him what I thought. And I read it and it really provoked me to think about my own life. I had just recently, this was back in 2019, recently had a heart attack, which totally took me by surprise. I had no symptoms of any heart problems. Um, And they told me I came within 20 minutes of dying. Um, And now I'm reading your book, Made to Change the World. And it made me start thinking, what am I doing? What's going on in in my life? Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of sitting around right now because I'm I'm a little fearful to do anything anymore because of this heart attack. Mm -hmm. And so I started just praying, saying, God, what are you wanting me to do? What are you wanting me to do? And it's the funniest thing. What came into my mind, I never in my life even thought about writing a book. Never wanted to, never thought about doing it. And all of a sudden I thought, if I wrote a book, I could call it All the King's Boys and write about my boys. And it has, the, the word king has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with one, all of my boys are Christ followers. That mm-hmm. makes king's boy. Um, and I thought, Wait a book. huh? and the more I thought about it and prayed about it, I started writing things down, things that I had experienced, things that I read about in in other other books in my reading. As you can see, I have a lot of reading. Um, And I started writing this book about my boys. Actually, the first part of the book is, is all about my life experiences because we all have life experiences. And we may not think they're important or worthwhile, but somebody else might. And I have found in my own experience that something that happened in my life that I got through and didn't think much more about, I end up sharing with somebody else and they look at me like, oh, that's just exactly what I needed to hear. And I'm thinking, wow, really? (laughs) I didn't think it was that important, but what what I have told people is don't ever, ever, ever underestimate your own life experiences and, and and sharing them with other people. Because I can't tell you how profoundly good it makes me feel when I'm sharing something with somebody and their face just lights up. Like that's exactly what I'm I'm going through. That's exactly what I needed to hear. And and you think, oh, great, God used me to help somebody else. And 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 their face lights up, and then yours lights up, and it, it, it's a great thing. But again, I, I, I keep talking about how the enemy uses things against us. Um, so many things that I went through, I thought, really? That's no big deal. But mm-hmm. Who's going to care about that? Well, somebody does care about that. God cares about it more than anybody. But when you're sharing, you, people will start relating to you and listen to you so much more when they hear that, oh, you've been through this. You have been through what I'm going through. Maybe I should listen. Maybe he can help, say something to help me. And, and then God and the Holy Spirit takes over, just takes over and, and you let him, you let him and you do your best not to get in the way.
0: Mm. Boy, what Amazing. a powerful thing. We can get in the way, can't we? Yes, we can.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Dennis, I know the book is called All the King's Boys, but would this be something helpful for women to read as well?
2: Absolutely. In fact, I say in the book um, a couple times, just say, now this book could easily have been been written by a woman who, who has experience mentoring, and, and the title would be All the Kings Girls. Um, mm-hmm. Very easily. It, I called it The Boys because that's my experience to who, who um, I had experience mentoring and encouraging. Do I ever encourage women? Absolutely, I do do i mentor women no i don't and the reason for that is because um, i think it's important that we were careful especially in the society we live in today um, i think it's better to have men with men and women with women um, I, i'm not saying that you should never give an encouraging word to the opposite sex because most definitely you you should but in a close personal relationship too many pitfalls there um, and It's better to to just steer clear and um, find somebody. If if you, if if, as a man, if I find a lady or or girl that needs help and needs um, uh, somebody in um, speaking truth into her life, I'll find another lady that I have confidence in and say, "Could you pray about doing this?" Mm -hmm. And uh, then let the Holy Spirit take over.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And I do find a lot of value where I see um, people of the same. Let's say masculine, uh, mentoring the masculine, and women, the feminine, mentoring the feminine, because they understand the experience so much more.
2: Yes, uh, I, 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 there's no way I would begin to even try to make you think that I understand <laughs> the makings of the female. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, same thing for women with men. You know? Yeah. That's oh, well, the Neanderthal thing, you know. <laughs> sometimes they're right, but um, fortunately, my wife and I get along very well. We're coming up on 41 years next week. <gasps> yeah, Amazing. And we were old by the time we got married. <laughs> I married a widow, of all things. Hmm. And um, she had been widowed for 10 years when we met, and I had never been married. Um. And well, I, I talk about it in the book. You'll have to read it. It's an interesting story. Good yep.
0: trailer. And they're just such a great... I know them both extremely well, and they're great mentors for marriage too, because Mm. they've been through a lot and they stuck through a lot. Um, And reading this book, you know, I've known Dennis for 25 years. I learned a bunch of things I didn't know. But what is really cool, they're they're small, easy to read chapters, but there's always a takeaway. Every chapter, it like hits you, right? Right between the eyes to say, here's something big to use for your life. Um, What would you say, Dennis, or a couple of the big takeaways from your book?
2: Well, um, probably the fact that stuff happens in everybody's life. Things happen, people get disappointed, they have challenges, and they they need some encouragement. Um, I mentioned in the book that I had mentoring relationships with some people and others. Um, it, it tended to be, more, rather than mentoring, more of an encouragement. There's one gentleman, he's probably my oldest kid, He has eight kids, so that tells you you. he's been around a while. Um, And he's Nigerian, he's from Nigeria, but um, been here in the United States for a number of years. But I found myself in an encouraging relationship with him, which turned out to be extremely important in his life. Um, He'd been around a lot and had a lot of great experience in his own life. Um, So it wasn't as much of a mentoring thing as it was an encouraging thing. And uh, there were times when thought came to my mind you need to give Shola a call and um, I can either accept that or reject it and put it aside mm-hmm. who, who loses out there? We both did and in the process just an encouraging work picking up the phone say, hey how are you doing today and somebody knowing that you care enough about them mm-hmm. you care enough to pick up the phone and make a simple phone call mm-hmm. even in the middle of your day just take two minutes how are you doing oh really well let's, let's get together later after work and, and even by phone and talk about it um, and it makes all the difference in the world because it gets somebody through that crisis moment it gets someone through that bad moment that sad moment and they know that you care enough about them to make the call
0: it's a big
2: difference in somebody's life that that
0: you think is insignificant but isn't we get so tangled up in ourselves, we don't think about the other person. And when we help others, it actually helps us in the process. Yeah.
2: Yes. Also, uh, one of the big takeaways um, is the fact that I put one of my most favorite scriptures, in fact, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read it to you because it's, in this particular version, it's really good. It's Jeremiah um, 29 11. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. one of my favorite verses and it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Oh, my goodness. Who doesn't want that message from God? And who doesn't need that sometimes? We all have needed that. And God has a plan for you. You have no idea how many times that I've had to go to God in prayer and say, Okay, God, I know your word says you've got a plan for me. I don't see how this is going to work out uh, in your plan, but I trust you. I trust you enough that you will see me through this because you have a plan. So many times, I I even mentioned in the book, when I was a kid, I didn't have friends. I didn't have any friends because I was so withdrawn. I was skinny, I wore glasses, taped glasses, and and, um, I was shy, so shy. And and so I just didn't have any friends and I desperately wanted friends and and I felt the Holy Spirit telling me you want friends be friendly. I thought really? Really? Do you know who you're talking to here? I can't I can't go out and talk to people and um, but I couldn't get away from that. So I thought, okay, God, I'm going to be friendly, but I gotta have your help. You've got to help me because I can't do this on my own. And he led me to the most popular kid in the school. And I picked him for all the wrong reasons. He was my age, he lived on my street, went to to the same school and he was in my class. But he was the popular kid. and I was the one that nobody talked to because I wouldn't talk to them. And I thought, okay, you want me to be friends with this guy, Mr. Popular. Okay, you're gonna have to do it because I don't think I can. all I did was start talking to him when I saw him. I saw him on the street, I spoke to him, I saw him in school. We became such good friends that I went from having no friends to an, a huge abundance of friends because he was so good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Everybody was, wanted to be his friend. And when we graduated ninth grade, uh, back in those days, that was called junior high, um, he asked me to be his campaign manager for class president. And <laughs> I went from having no friends and being quiet and withdrawn to being very included, let's say, it, put it that way. I was included, simply because God had a plan for me and that plan included the most popular kid in the school. <laughs> Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? As in my state, I thought that was nuts, like really, I'm going to talk to that guy. He has all kinds of friends. He's not going to be bothered by me. But it
0: wasn't true. God had a plan. Hmm. You know, what I don't want anybody to miss here is multiple times you said this. You said, God put this on your heart, and you said, I don't know how to do this, but you just gotta show me, and you just do it. Oh, and yeah. I've known you for a long time, and that's a big difference what a lot of Christians don't do. Like, they say, well, I don't know how to do it, I'm not gonna do it. And it doesn't matter if you know how, you just start doing it, and God will show you how to do it. You know, Dennis, uh, going from no friends, right before he retired, He was going to Haiti and Cuba and all these different countries, literally evangelizing in other languages. And all these people would come to him and just be completely attracted to him. So
2: uh, Well, let me say one more thing before I remark about that. Um, And I think Camille mentioned this a little earlier. One of the other big takeaways is that um, according to Scripture, we are God's masterpiece. We are his masterpiece. Nobody who belongs to God, nobody nobody who belongs to Jesus should ever think they're a nobody or they're a secondhand citizen because they're not. Everybody in God's eyes is a masterpiece. And we need to stop listening to the lie from the enemy that tries to make you think you're a nobody, that mm-hmm. you can't accomplish anything because you can. <laughs> you can oh look at this this kid from the streets of detroit sitting here talking to two important people who would have ever thought that i I wouldn't have Now, um you you, what what were you talking about
0: (laughs) (laughs) how you uh ended up ministering to all these people in all these foreign countries
2: um as the missions pastor i became a missions pastor at our church i didn't, didn't like the missions when i was a kid a missionary would come to our church and I'd be bored to death because they were talking about all their slides and their little trinkets and I didn't give, give a hoot about any of them. And so I didn't like missions. And here I was the church administrator because my degree was in accounting from the University of South Florida. And um, I became a corporate controller as well as um, a church administrator in two very large churches. And the pastor came to me one day and says, Dennis, I want you to uh, think about taking over the missions uh, ministry of our church. And I thought, really, <laughs> do you know me? I, I don't like missions, why would I do that? But um, again, so extremely important to take things to God in prayer before you make decisions. Mm. And I did, and I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to do this. God, you're gonna have to help me because I, I don't know much about missions. And in the process, um, I not only loved, learned to love missions, but I got birth, a thought in my mind um, in our church to develop international satellites, which we did. And I ended up, like you were talking about, establishing eight different satellite churches in eight different foreign countries, most of them in the Caribbean, um, not on purpose, that just kind of happened that way. The Caribbean and South America, and um, all the amazing, amazing people that I met in all of those countries and worked with in all of those countries. And um, I mentioned in the book that that um, I don't speak Spanish, but I had churches, like I said, in South America and all those Hispanic countries and the, the Caribbean. Um, I have four Hispanic sons. Um, Roberto here in in the United States. He's originally from Cuba. Um, Two that still live in Cuba and one, actually two more, five of them. One in Guatemala and one in El Salvador. Um, They're just boys to me. They're my boys.
0: Mm. I feel like, you know, through this discussion and you never know where guys are going to lead, but number one, everybody's got to realize you, you are a masterpiece. Don't limit yourself. Don't feel like you're a zero. Number two, say yes, and that's what Dennis has taught me a ton. If God calls you to do something, even though you might be scared to death, say yes and let Him show you what's next. And then I think number three, Dennis, maybe you can answer this. If you're looking for a mentor, what do you look for? And if you're going to be a mentor, how how do you how do you mentor? What's a couple of key points?
2: The most important thing is to first seek the direction of the Holy Spirit and then follow him hmm. he's he's gonna guide and direct you he's gonna tell you what you need to do who I mean it's just like one of my boys came up to me he used to drive me nuts um, he was a youth intern and I was the a church administrator and he would do crazy things that just made me crazy insane um, and one night he comes up to me at the end, end of the, the service at church and says, oh, Pastor Jones, I want to ask you a question. You don't have to give me an answer. You can pray about it. And okay. And he just, he asked me this question and just dumbfounded me. He said, I want you to consider being my mentor. Well, this kid drove me crazy, just drove me <laughs> crazy uh, with his, his immaturity. But I did recognize even at that time that there was something in this boy oh boy he's a grown man has four kids now (laughs) but um, I I recognized something in him that he was truly seeking after God and it was important that he have him in his life and when he asked me that it just blew me away because I didn't expect it I wasn't expecting it from him and um, uh, I said to him he says, you can just pray about it, you can just pray about it. I think he thought I was just going to say flat no, because he knew how our relationship was up to that point. And, and I, I just looked at him and I said, I said, Daniel, it normally it's extremely important that you take things to God in prayer and seek his direction in, in just about everything. I said, but there are rare moments where the Holy Spirit quickens you because it's important. And he quickens you with a response. And this is one of those moments, yes, I will mentor you. With that, he just went off on his way, very happy. And I stood there dumbfounded, like, what have I done? What have I done? This kid drives me nuts. But he became one of my boys that I loved dearly. He -hmm. asked my wife and I to to represent his parents in his wedding. then he got up and hey, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> That's good. That's a good sign. His reception and started making this impassioned speech. And halfway through, I looked at my wife and I said, I think he's talking about me. And he was. He was. He said, I'm glad God, at the end, he said, I'm glad God put you in my life. to helped me become a man.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and I, I just bawled, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking. And, and this kid was a kid that drove me nuts and now he's a young man and to this day he came to our house just recently he's got four kids He and his wife have four kids and um he he ha- he works in and um help mental health care helping helping kids mm. um, and i look at him and i think god what a tremendous job you did with this guy wow. thank you
0: God used you to help, Dennis.
2: Yeah, well,
0: what can I say? <laughs> well, you can say where to get this book and maybe where way to reach you. Where Where can people get this?
2: Well, it's on Amazon, amazon.com. It's important that you put the apostrophe in the Kings, word Kings, and it's important that you put by our period, Dennis Bingham. Because if you just put Dennis Bingham, you, you, you won't find it. Yeah, my first name starts with an R, and I'm not going to share that with you because I hate it. <laughs> and don't laugh. I know you know what it is, but <laughs> um, but that is my name, um, and all of my army friends know my, know me by my first name. Um, I was in the military. That's interesting. It's in the book. You'll have to read it. But um, so I put that initial so they wouldn't wonder who's Dennis. But that's what I was always called. That's what everybody, most everybody knows me as, our Dennis. Finger. You know. and it's, it's, I made it dirt cheap because I wasn't looking to make money. I just wanted to help people, mm-hmm. um, encourage people. There's so many people that need encouragement and they don't seem to have a place to go. Well, we can provide that as Christ followers. We can provide encouragement to people that desperately, desperately need it. And if God chooses to utilize you to mentor someone, whether it's a a female or a male, then by all means, don't be afraid of it. If somebody Mm -hmm. said to me, "You're going to be a mentor," (laughs) no way, I'm not going to be able to mentor anybody. I can hardly speak to anybody, much less mentor them. And but that's a lie. It's a lie of the enemy. Don't listen to the liar. Listen to God. He's He's in control. And if He says this is what I want you to do, say okay need
1: your help and I'll do it so again if uh, for everyone listening go to amazon.com look up all the King's boys with the Apostrophe. right Dennis and then just uh, look up Dennis Bingham R our Den- our Dennis, our Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Bingham
2: period Dennis Bingham yes
1: fantastic fantastic
2: there were two editions um, um the one the first edition is now we'll say unavailable if you just go underneath it to the next one okay, it's it's the current available one.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Dennis, for being here. Um, for having me. Yeah. I think you've encouraged a lot of people. And I think uh, a lot of people will watch this and realize this is what I need. And I need a mentor. I may need to mentor people. And this book uh, has a lot of great things that will drive you closer to God. So thank, thank you, everyone. And nice. uh, again, you know where to get it. And you can go to com for more. Yeah. Thank you, definitely. Dennis.
2: Ready to change the world. Great book. Great book. Thank you. Thank you, Thank guys. you everybody. Bye, you. Bye.